Queer Money Bingo is coming live to Denver, Colorado on Thursday, June 13th at the downtown Capital One Cafe. To sign up for your door prizes, pride sunglasses, free coffee, more swag, fun, and games, go to queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour. Do you buy things you never planned on buying, then regret it almost immediately thereafter? Do you consider shopping therapy, but then stress about the pending credit card bill? Do you ignore your bills like an unidentified caller? If so, then you're struggling with bad financial habits, which makes it great that you're listening to Queer Money episode number 279 today, because today we're sharing five steps to breaking bad financial habits. Remember, we make the Queer Money podcast for you. So if you have any money questions, post them in the Queer Money Facebook group and we'll answer it in an upcoming episode. Now let's talk about those bad financial habits. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Join our movement to build a community of happier, healthier, and wealthier gay men by getting your free copy of The Five Building Blocks of a Happy Gay Life at DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash happy. Jim Rohn is famous for saying, success is a few good habits repeated every day. Failure is bad habits repeated every day. Many of us get stuck in the same financial state because of the habits. Whether it's a job change or pay raise, we don't seem to do any better. No increase in income will ever fix financially irresponsible behavior. So welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. We're going to break down some tips for you to use to help you break bad financial habits. These are tips that we used when we were struggling bad financially. (laughs) So we've got five steps here for you. Follow them in sequence. The first step is to identify the bad financial habit first. Now, deep down inside, there's a good chance you already know what your bad financial habits are. The challenge here is, is being honest with yourself especially it, because money brings up so much negative emotion. We have so much anxiety about it. We tie our self-worth and we have to it and we have limiting beliefs about money and what we're worth. We often lie to ourselves, but yeah. deep down inside, we know what our bad financial habits are and we know what they're doing to us. So here we're, we're just being honest with ourselves. The easiest way to identify your bad financial habits is to write down on a sheet of paper, what stirs emotions inside you about money from month to month or payday to payday, or even week to week. So think about last week or last month. And as it relates to money, what frustrated you or what scared you? Or how do you feel about paying certain bills? Does the rent or the mortgage cause anxiety for you? Does the threat of having to put a new roof on your house or buying a new boiler, does that create anxiety for you? How do you feel about your credit cards? You know they're coming every month. Do you have anxiety before they even arrive? And then do you avoid opening your credit card bills to see exactly what you owe? These are all bad financial habits. And those the emotions for you are helping you identify what the bad financial habits are. Remember your prior experiences with money. When you feel a negative emotion, write it down what you were thinking or feeling at that time, maybe even what you were doing at that particular point in time. And what we're trying to do is create a pattern of behavior. Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. Oftentimes we have a hard time being honest with ourselves when it comes to our bad financial habits, because we think that 
we're the guilty one, right? Everybody else doesn't have this bad financial habit. And it was interesting doing some research for this episode. I found the statistic that roughly only 30% of Americans budget monthly, 70% don't. And roughly half of American households have multi five-figure credit card debt, right? So if you feel bad about your financial habits and you ignore them because you feel like you're the only one, remember you're not the only one, right? So get honest with yourself. The more honest you get with yourself, the more you can identify those bad habits because we want to break those habits, right? So oftentimes, we're going to move on to number two here. Oftentimes, these bad habits are preceded by a trigger. A trigger causes us to have this bad habit. What are the circumstances that you're in? What are the patterns that you see going on in your life that maybe cause you to have some bad financial habits? So is it particular day of the week? For me, it was Monday through Friday. (laughs) Is it a particular time of day? Do you need to take a midday coffee break or a uh, vending machine break? And that is one of the ways that you're blowing your budget, right? Is it a specific bill or a dollar amount? John mentioned budgets, but I think a lot of people think about insurance and things that oftentimes they often are triggered by the kinds of things that they don't feel like they should or have to spend money on, but they know deep down inside that if they didn't, it would be bad for them. And oftentimes there's that kind of cognitive dissonance is I don't want to pay for this, but I know I have to, and that frustrates me. Or maybe it's a specific dollar amount, right? You spend over $50, you have to spend over $50 and all of a sudden you start feeling anxious. And you know, I think for a lot of folks, this may be the case too. It was it was for us that it was actually spending time with certain people. We found that there were some people that with the more time we spent with them, the more money we spent. And there were some people that no matter what amount of time we spent with them, we spent more money. So we knew that we needed to spend less time with them, that it was our circumstances of being together with these people that kind of triggered us in wanting to spend more money. I think another one that a lot of us forget about is the depression and anxiety and jealousy that comes with seeing other people with things or having experiences that we ourselves can't have. Think about social media. Does social media trigger some of these feelings with you? Maybe taking some time off or reminding yourself when you're on social media that you're only seeing the best parts of a lot of folks' lives. You're not seeing the other times when they're not living fabulously. (laughs) right? So these triggers, they often cause an emotional state in us. So if we can remember that emotional state, we can remember what it feels like and try to be on the lookout for it. Exactly. I think, you know, the point about cognitive dissonance is is very poignant. I think very often people will try to avoid doing some fiscally responsible things, such as maybe budgeting $50 or $100 a month to build an emergency savings account, or even getting the right kind of insurance, whether it's car, auto, or life uh, insurance, but they won't question. And I know this is the case with us. We won't question dropping you know, $20, $40 a bottle of wine and get two or three bottles of wine a night. 
right? Yeah. Well, 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 we have no problem with that. But to actually to do the fiscally responsible thing, we're like, oh, I have an aversion to that. I can't <laughs> right. do it. It's painful. But yes, give me that martini. I have no problem spending $21 on a martini, right? Right. Well, it kind of reminds me of the, the, of the Friday payday memes, right? Everybody is feeling rich and like a baller on Fridays when they get their paycheck. And then a week later, when it's time to pay rent, they feel broke. Right. Because and oftentimes the reason they feel broke is because of the bad financial habits that come with the emotion related to getting your paycheck. Right. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. David just said that step two is to identify what triggers your bad financial habits. Step number three, then, is to identify your new responses to reoccurring triggers. So you've identified what these triggers are. You've identified your irresponsible responses to those (laughs) triggers. Now we're going to try to replace those irresponsible responses with more responsible responses. So um, way back in the day when we had $51,000 in credit card debt, David was going to Einstein bagels every day for breakfast and uh, going out for lunch every day at work. So what he had to do was say, okay, I'm I'm not going to do this anymore. This is only adding to our $51,000 in credit card debt. So what is it that I do do? What is the alternative response that's more fiscally responsible? And that's going to help us with our goal of paying off our debt. Well, he had to get into the habit of, or actually we got into the habit of packing our breakfasts and lunches for every single meal when we were away from home. For me, because I like to to spend on expensive designer clothing and have those big glorious purchases, I needed to get a little bit more diligent about scheduling time every week to go into my account, to look at my balances and look at my transactions. It's kind of hard to lie to yourself when you're looking at your transactions in your account to see where you're spending your money and whether or not you're spending it wisely. And so for me, I would go in there and hopefully more often than not confirming, yes, I'm spending wisely. I'm not making bad financial decisions. But there were times that I had to look at the transactions and say, oh, I'm lying to myself here. I I shouldn't have gone so long without looking at these transactions. So when we we decided to break our bad financial habits with our credit cards, another thing that we did was we started to use all cash or mostly cash. We knew that just swiping our credit card and not being cognizant of what each expense was and what that was doing to our accounts was not fiscally responsible for us. We weren't mature enough to do that. So we had to say, okay, from now on, we're going to go to the ATM once every pay period or twice a month and pull out whatever cash we were going to spend for the next uh, duration until we got our next paycheck. So for you, what are you going to do? If your habit is shopping when you're depressed, what are you going to replace that shopping with? Are you going to start journaling? Maybe start exercising? Are you going to start reading a, a book or a motivational book? Or are you going to call a friend? If your habit is not balancing your checkbook, what are you going to do? How are you going to change that behavior? Well, the behavior would be to start balancing your checkbook. How are you going to make sure you do that? Schedule a specific day and time of each week or each month where you actually balance your checkbook. Yeah. I think about the scenario I I mentioned earlier about the emotions related to feeling like a baller on Fridays when your Mm -hmm. paycheck comes rolling in. Maybe the automatic response to that is paying your bills, right? So I know that doesn't sound fun, but getting all of your bills paid, we call this send it before you spend it, but getting all of your bills paid gives you a feeling of 
financial relief, right? So you feel like a baller and then you feel like you have financial relief that you won't have that depressed or anxious state later on in the month when you can't afford to pay your bills. And then you know exactly how much money you have to go out and have that baller weekend (laughs) instead (laughs) instead of putting it all on a credit card. All right. Number four is to understand your reasoning or your motivation for adopting better financial habits. When you know your why, when you truly know what your reason is for doing something, you're much more likely to achieve that. Think about what the feelings are going to be like. What is the new you going to look like when you have broken these bad financial habits and replaced them with good financial habits? For us, we just started to picture ourselves with out that $51,000 of credit card debt, what would we feel like? How happy, how optimistic, how less stressed would we be if we knew that we weren't paying $10,000 a year to credit card interest payments, right? We knew that we would have so much more money available in our budgets to do things that were financially healthy for us. So sometimes we have to remember that sometimes financial, good financial habits have multiple benefits. They're not just the benefit of what happens to your finances. There's the mental health benefit. Remember last week we talked about mental health. Taking care of your finances is self-care. Remember to do that, right? But there's also other benefits. When I stopped going out to eat for breakfast and lunch every single day, I knew that I was having some health benefits. So can you actually get physically and financially healthy at the same time? Exactly. And then tip number five here is to choose a reward for breaking your bad financial habits. We're super fans of what we call milestone rewards. And in the credit card payoff group, we actually walk people through setting milestone rewards. Because for example, when we were paying off our $51,000 in credit card debt, we knew that we weren't going to survive or we weren't going to succeed with our goal of paying all that debt off. If we were living a miserly lifestyle and had no fun and and there was no motivation other than that goal two and a half to three years down the road to become debt-free. What we encourage folks to do is to set milestone rewards. So the same thing here, if, if you're completely breaking bad financial habits, what you want to do is give yourself a a bit of a reward if you've actually been able to break that habit or go a long duration without exhibiting that bad habit. So for example, your first week of changing a bad habit, you might want to reward yourself with a glass of wine, or you might want to, if you've gone a whole week without using your credit card, you might want to buy yourself a bouquet of flowers that you can present in your home so that the whole next week you see that as a constant reminder of, look what I did last week. I can do it again this week. Now, those milestone rewards should be commensurate with whatever your accomplishment was. Um, you don't want to pick a milestone reward that's going to sabotage your your overall goal, right? So if after we paid off $5,000 in credit card debt, it would not have made sense then for us to go on a $2,500 vacation somewhere <laughs> that's just going to set us back. Now, I will admit that when we finally paid off our $51,000 in credit card debt, we then also saved up enough cash so that we could go on a, a four-day vacation to Mexico. Um, but that was all paid with cash. And that was to celebrate paying off the $51,000 in credit card debt. So keep whatever it is your your milestone reward is, keep it commensurate with what you've accomplished, as well as make sure that it aligns with what your your long-term goal is. Remember though, the biggest milestone reward will be whenever you reach whatever your financial goal is. So you don't want to sabotage that or prolong it any more than it needs to be. Uh, So if your goal is paying off debt, the ultimate milestone reward is actually paying off that debt. If your goal is to have enough money saved for retirement so you can retire at 55 or 65 or 
at any time in your life, <laughs> then the actual milestone reward is the fact that you can actually go to your boss and say, hey, I'm retiring. If your goal is to build an emergency savings account, the ultimate reward is to have that three to six months of emergency savings so that if anything negative happens to you, you have the financial means to be able to cover that. So those are our five tips. Right. So these are five tips that we used when we were breaking some of our bad financial habits. They worked for us. We know that they'll work for you too. So in the Queer Money Facebook group or tag us on Instagram at Queer Money Pod and let us know what bad financial habit you're trying to conquer so we can cheer you on. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Queer Money is being brought to you in part by the five building blocks of a happy gay life. Join the growing community of happy, healthy, and wealthy gay men who love their lives inside and out. Get your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. You know, we all have at least one not so positive financial behavior, right? That if we change that, if we improved it, our financial insecurity would improve as well. We need to conquer these bad financial habits. So be honest with yourself and see if you can't improve your financial life too. Here is your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Follow the five steps to overcoming bad financial habits that we just outlined in this episode. Step number one, first, identify your bad financial habits. Second, identify the triggers for those bad financial habits. Get out in front of them. Step number three, identify your new response to your recurring triggers so you can overcome them. Right. Number four, remember, what is your motivation? Understand what your motivation is for adopting better financial habits. Know your why. You're more likely to achieve it. And then step number five, have a little bit of fun with this. Choose your rewards for breaking bad financial habits. That reward will help motivate you to break those bad financial habits, yep. if not the long-term goal of achieving financial security. So see if you can't overcome at least one bad financial habit in the next month or so. We believe in you. You can totally do this. Remember, we make the Queer Money Podcast for you. So if you have money questions, post them in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer it in an upcoming episode. Thanks again and have a great week. If you or someone you know is in or near Denver on Thursday, June 13th, go to queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour to reserve a spot to win amazing swag, including our very popular bride sunglasses, free coffee, and of course, an hour of Queer Money Bingo hosted by yours truly. That's queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour.